Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to this edition of Believe in Grizzlies. I have a special guest. Uh, former NBA player Raymond Felton. How you doing, Raymond? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. So I, I need to get this off the uh, first question. What about that Duke and um, North Carolina game that's coming up? Oh, you already know how I feel about that. You know, <laughs> Carolina gonna get that win all day. I'm gonna win, send them Dukies on to the house. Ah, you know they they messed up Coach K's last game. You know. Yeah, we gotta, mess up, we gotta mess up this this one too. So, so y'all think you think they gonna pull it out? Hey, listen, I, I I think they are. I got confidence, you know. But hey, we'll see what happens, man. That's a good team over there. Duke Duke is really good, you know, and so are we. And we both are playing really well at the right time. So, I, I look for a, a great battle and a good game. I look forward to it. So I'm gonna be honest with you. So like, I really I watch college college basketball. Uh-huh. But, you know, I'm a University of Memphis graduate, and I just pay attention to them. Okay. So, when the Peacocks, you know, when they was playing, I wanted them to win, beat everybody. <laughs> and they started winning, so I was going for them that day. But, you know, North Carolina, you know, they just put it on them and everything. So, <laughs> but, you know, I just, it, it was good seeing them do what they did, but. No question. No question. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's talk about, I saw that you have a at GMBS, God Bless My Success. Yep. What made you come up with that? Me and my best friend actually came up with that in high school. Um, just something that we just came up just to, you know, have a little signature or just a little bond in between ourselves. And I kind of just took it and ran with it once I got into the NBA. You know, it was always our thing since high school. So do you still live by that? Oh, I still live by it every day. Every day. Oh yeah. Can you talk about your the training um, that you have? You you have an NBA uh, training thing going on. Yeah, I got a um, a Felton Skills Academy. It's uh basically it's not just NBA. I train mm-hmm. I train kids as well. Mainly that's why I train at the moment. You know, I haven't really tapped into with the NBA guys yet. I have a couple of guys that I that I talk to that, you know, I might work with a little bit in the summertime. But um mainly right now who I deal with is kids and then I coach as well. I got a um sixth grade AAU on team. You know, we um doing pretty good so far. We're ranked number four in our um in our class of 2028. And we currently 17 and one on our on our season so far. So yeah, I've just been I just been enjoying and trying to get back to the youth, man. You know, I, I rather I rather catch them when they're young. That's when they listen a little bit more. Okay. Um. So, have you been uh, keeping up with John Morant and the Grizzlies this season? Oh yeah, of course. You know, John a hometown kid, man. You know, I love to see kids from from small towns like me grow that 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 come from the grassroots of South Carolina, and you know, just just seeing the amazing things that he's doing is. It's definitely something that I look forward to watching every time he step on the court. So yeah, I definitely been watching him. So from a point uh, point guard perspective, how mm-hmm. do you like Jaws' game? I love it. You know, I, I think he's I think he's figured it out early. You know, and that's 
And that's saying a lot, you know, it takes a lot of guys, you know, a few years to actually finish, figure out the NBA game. It took me, it took me longer than it took him. So, you know, just to see him thrive the way he's thriving and just, you know, the way he's figured out the NBA game, the speed and everything that comes with it, you know, it's just amazing to see, you know, he's, he's definitely fun to watch. And um, I love the fact that he know he he does a great job of getting everybody involved, keeping everybody happy and, and still getting his own, his own at the same time they just that whole team is fun to watch man they, they got a great team over there they're gonna they're gonna do some special things man they're gonna they're gonna surprise a lot of people i can't even say surprise no more because they beating people every night no matter what so you know they they're definitely one of the best teams in the nba at the time so so what are you where do you <clears> think y'all ranks among the point guards in the nba at this time I mean, I don't see no other point guard playing better than him this year, for real. If you if you ask me, if you ranking if you ranking point guards on this season, Ja got to be your 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 top one or two. You know, you know the way the way Steph started off the season, he was kind of separating himself from everybody. But the way Ja has been playing from the beginning of the season all the way through, it, I mean, who who can you put in front of him right now? If you want to be honest, there's really nobody you can put in front of him if you're talking about performance. Now, if you're talking about, you know, just, you know, if you want to talk about, like, oh, he's an all-star, oh, he's been in the league, oh, he has this name for himself, then okay, then, you know, you, you might name a couple other guys that you can put in front of him. But if you start talking about just performance and the way he's leading his team and him being an all-star for the first time this year and, and definitely deserved it, um, I don't really see nobody playing better than him right now to be honest. And I'm not just saying that just because he's a South Carolina kid. I'm saying it because it's his performance. He's he's taking care of business every time he step on the court. So what do you say to those who say that he don't he shouldn't be in the MVP conversation because his <laughs> team is like 19 and 2 without It doesn't matter. That just shows that they have a good culture over there. It just shows they have a great team. I mean, it's just what it is. I mean, you, you look at some of these other teams. I mean, Joel and, and Joel Embiid, he has a he has a great team over there. You know, Tobias Harris, James Harden added over there now. I like Tyrese Maxey. You know, he, he he has a he has a good team over there. You know, even with Jokic, Jokic, you know, Jokic, you know, missing a lot of players and you know definitely having a great season. You know, but um, and then Giannis, Giannis playing beside two other All Stars. I mean, Jai's playing against guys who are really really good and they're young, but they they haven't been all-stars yet. They haven't been stamped, you know, with that, you know, with that that label. So I mean, this guy is just taking a team that wasn't even in the playoffs and now they're one of the top teams in the West. So I don't care what they're doing. It just shows that they are they're together, they're well coached, and they got a great culture that they that they're building over there. So that has nothing to do with it. His performance is by far better than anybody else in this NBA right now. So how how do you feel that culture plays into how a team is because like to me things can look good on paper but when you actually start playing mm -hmm. that that's a whole different ball game no question I mean if you I mean I, to me I just know I know I know basketball and then you know I know all these guys that's on that team so just knowing them I'll be like that's a that's still a heck of a team on on, on the roster but they're young they're young they're kind of inexperienced so, you know, you you would kind of like look at it like, okay, they're good and they're going to be good in the future. But, you know, maybe they're not just quite ready yet. But when you play against them, 
it, it, it don't feel that way. I mean, like I said, they're building, they're building a, a great culture. Those guys play for each other. They play together. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 they know Jai is the man. He's the franchise player, but they don't care. They, they, they love, they love him no matter what. They love him taking shots. They, they, they got confidence in him taking shots because they know that he will pass the ball and he trusts them too. So, I mean, they, they got a great, they got a great nucleus going on over there, man. And it's, it's fun to watch, to be honest. It's really fun to watch. What are your thoughts on the narrative that superstar players like Ja have to leave small market teams in order for them to be well known per se? Nah, that's not that's not the case no more. the The world is so the world is so different now. The markets is, is so different now. Everywhere, you know, you can market yourself being anywhere now. You know, it don't matter what city you in, what team you play for. You know, you can market yourself easily now just with the way social media is and just the way the well the world works at this moment so you know that that don't mean anything that's why Giannis that's why Giannis stayed in Milwaukee you know what I'm saying that's not the most marketable you know you know place to play but at the same time I mean who's more marketable than him I mean the man won two MVPs defensive player of the year you know first team you know all NBA like <laughs> I mean he has to, he has no reason to go anywhere else for what you know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing for Josh. There's no need for him to go anywhere. He got a great team over there. They all young. They all going to just, you know, thrive and, and grow together. Hopefully, you know, with contracts and different things, they're able to keep those guys together. And I see them doing something special. I can see them possibly, you know, winning the championship. That's that's the type of team they have. So, but some people still say they try to tell that people need to go to um, the Lakers or the Knicks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, those places are great to play at. Don't get me wrong, just just the history of both of those teams. You know, I mean, uh, anybody would love to play for those franchises, of course. But do you need to? It's, it's, a, it's a totally different question. Do you need to? No. Would anybody love to play for a franchise that has that type of history? Just, you know, going in those arenas and playing every night, not playing every night, but playing a lot of nights for home games? Of course, you know, that's a lot. But it's also a lot of pressure, too. So you have to think about that as well. But Raymond, come on now. When the last time a superstar been with the Knicks? <laughs> Since Melo. <laughs> I mean, look how long ago that was. Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I listen. I, I ain't even. I ain't even gonna say nothing. I, I I don't have nothing to say, man. Like I played for that franchise. I got a lot of love for that franchise, and and a lot of people there. I just wish they could, you know, try to kind of change some things around and, you know, make some changes in certain situations, but, you know, that I, I can't really speak on. But, you know, hopefully things hopefully things will make a change sometime soon. Well, I, I understand that, but, you know, I have to get my jabs in on the Knicks. I, I have <laughs> to do that. Okay, so do you think um, this has came up a lot? Do you think player contracts should be tied into media awards such as the All-NBA MVP the all-star game appearance because I think last season, um, what's the guy that uh I can't think of his name and I'm talking the Boston guy. Um oh God, I I'm having a senior moment right now. Lost 30 million dollars because he didn't make the all NBA. Um the Who guy knows? Tatum 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 yeah Jason mm -hmm. Tatum that's tough. Um, that's yeah, tough. That yeah, that is that is that is tough. I mean, and you know, those those type of things. I mean, contracts is contracts. Things you you put you put negotiations in in contracts, you put incentives in contracts, and then 
you know, sometimes you fulfill them, sometimes you don't, you know, that's just part of it. But he still, he still made it outside of that money that he didn't get, he, mm -hmm. he's still making and made a lot of money. So, you know, that's just part of it. You know, when you do negotiations, when you do contracts and you put incentives in it, that's just, that's part of it. That's, that's just the things they do in contracts. But my thing is, this is like with the media thing. So mm -hmm. like with these media narratives, you know, we hear it, um, you know, maybe it's on ESPN or TNT somewhere. With these media narratives, sometimes these people, some of the people, they have their favorites who they like. So say, for instance, if you don't like a certain guy, you're not going to vote for him. That's costing him money. How is that fair? Um, It's not fair. And I don't think really with the, with the media votes, they, they the media votes mean something, but I don't think it determines like whether a person wins or lose or, or don't get in or do get in. I don't think those votes mean mean that that much for them not to get in you know what i'm saying i i just i my opinion i don't i really don't know i can't give you a exact you know true answer with that but um but i mean like it's, it's not it's not fair but you know that's that you know that's that's the world we live in you know some of the medias want to they be want to kill certain people you know what i'm saying like they be want to kill my boy russell Westbrook every day every night you know they want to they want to come at him they want to come at him but I mean, I don't care who's on that Lakers team. They just, they're not playing well right now. Right. They, they're losing games no matter what, you know, but they got to find somebody to blame. They got to find somebody to talk about every night because that's, that's what, that's what sells. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what sells. So, you know, they got to find somebody to beat on. They got to find somebody to be negative about. So, you know, unfortunately it's, it's, it's him, but, um, and that's just how it goes, man. That's the one thing we understand as athletes, you know. And then we humans sometimes too. You know, what I don't like about it is that, you know, they can they can write, they can write about us and say whatever they want. And then when we be human and have a, have an emotion and snap, it's like, oh, we're gonna find him fifty thousand, we're gonna find him this money. And it's like, but they can say what they want about us. We 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 mm -hmm. have feelings and we are men and you know, and you know, in situations too. So uh, that's that's the only thing I don't like about it. They can say what they want. We should be able to say what we want, and all of us be men or women, and we just walk away and just say, "All right, well, you know, I said what I had to say. He said what he had to say, and be done with it." But you know, it's all it always end up falling back on on the players in a negative way, which is not right to me. But you know, whatever. Yeah. So, um, like the Grizzlies, talk about them again. Um, you know, like you said, they are a young team, but some people, some fans, and some other teams don't like them because they talk shit all the time <laughs> they talk it and they back it up but some people mm -hmm. say that they are being disrespectful and things of that nature but it's just like people <laughs> talk when they on the court or whatever yeah. i mean they said so don't take it personally it, it's it's you know it's it's game time we can be friends off the court but when the game is game time so what are your thoughts on that because because like when desmond bain you know got into it with lebron you know people start hating on them and things <laughs> like that I mean, the, the guys can't say anything on social media before fans like, well, they're going to be a first round exit or and what, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, man, I, I have I have mixed emotions when it comes to that. I came okay. in. I came in at a different in a different era. I came right. in where, you know, I always respect my my OGs. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I always respect the guys who I watched before I got into the NBA, who I looked up to, and I got the opportunity to play against them. But then on the flip side, 
I'm going to be competitive too, though. Like, I'm going to go at them. And I, if, if it comes to talking a little junk, then of course, yeah, I'm going to talk a little junk. Now, I ain't going to be disrespectful unless he's disrespectful because at the end of the day, I'm still my own man and he is he he his own man. So, you know, I'm going to try to be respectful because I do got the respect for you because, you know, you are my OG. But it still comes a line, it still becomes a line where, okay, I'm a man too, just like you a man. So, you know, I, I understand both sides of it. You know, I get it. You know, what people are trying to say, like, man, man, show your respects to LeBron, you know, this and that, this and that. Yeah, you show your respects, but you don't, you don't, you don't have to give that respect to the point where you can't go out there and be competitive and 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 just talk a little junk to him. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And I don't think LeBron has no problem with just a little bit of junk talking, you know what I'm saying? Because I mean, and that that kind of hypes you up, that gets you riled up to play, that gets you excited about about the game, that got about going against somebody. So, you know, what I mean, I think just a lot of people on social media, these fans and stuff, they sometimes they take it a little too far when it comes to that, man. It really be all funny games. It really don't even be that serious when, as it seems when they be talking junk. It really don't. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, who, I mean, um, so you 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 was in the league for a minute. Uh, mm -hmm. What was the worst trash talk you ever heard? Oh man, I've heard some of those. I've heard some stuff that I can't even speak on. You like, can't even speak on. <laughs> yeah, like like it's it's crazy, but you know, but that's all in the game though. Right. So like it's just like it's like they it's like they say they trying to clean up so much stuff. Like we don't like all that. It's not good for the fans. It's not good for the viewers. Like y'all doing this stuff for TV. Y'all doing this for money. Y'all doing this because y'all think it's this is what this is what people want to see on TV. They want to see clean basketball. They want to see all these points being scored. But y'all taking away from the the love of the game. What the game? How the game is really being played like i said i came in a, in a different era like i saw both i saw i saw the old school way and i saw i came in and i and i saw how the game was starting to change and you know it's just it's just different the way they play the game now it's way different from when i first came into the nba in 2005 and it's just it's just i guess that's just part of it i guess but you know for those who really love the game and understand what all come what all comes with the game I love all of it, man. I love all the junk talking and all that. Cause nine times out of ten, you know, it wasn't it wasn't even about fighting. You know, it was just about junk talking. No man backing down. We gonna get into it. We gonna battle. And that was really it. You know, it really wasn't about fighting and stuff. You know, sometimes you know it get it get a little heated. It gets to that level. You know, what I'm saying, but it 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 don't really be. It's not that bad. But they try to make it out that all is just so bad. It's bad for TVs. Bad for the viewers. It's bad for the fans, and it's just like, man, okay. Like, are we playing basketball? Are we just trying to be TV people? Which one is it? Look, you had some battles with them grit, grit and grind Grizzlies. How was that? Oh, man, that was crazy, man. I, <laughs> I, I played against the Hard Knocks, the, the Zebos. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Tony Allen, you know what I'm saying? Like, I played against them, you know, it was rough, man. You know, it was a dogfight when you came down there. Man. It was really good. It was physical, you know what I'm saying? It was tough, and they ain't back down from nothing. So, you know, I, I remember them good old days right there. It was some battles. What Was you uh, on the uh, Thunder team when um, in the playoffs when went to that like, triple all the time? Were you on that team then? Triple all the time, no. In Memphis? Home. In Memphis, no, no, I went there yet. No, I you went there yet. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. but man, that that was awesome. <laughs> so, like, let's get back to the trash talker. Who was the best trash talker to you? Best trash talker you ever experienced? Probably Kevin Garnett. <laughs> I yeah, figured you. 
I figured yeah. he was gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, AG, another another South Carolina guy. I mean, he talked the he talked the most junk, but what could you say because he backed it up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what could you say? He backed it up. There's nothing you can say. You know what I'm saying? Just talk jump back, you know, and it was all fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all fun and games. Like it was just, that's who he was, you know, that's how he fired himself up. That's how he fired his team up. You know what I'm saying? That's just, it was fun to me, man. Some people don't like it. Some people take it personal. I just, I thought it was funny for real. So um, I want to ask you about the Grizzly again. So how, what do you think about the coaching staff? Because like sometimes it seems like the coaching staff get overlooked. Do you think mm -hmm. Taylor Jenkins need to be in the running for um, Coach of the Year? <laughs> Why wouldn't he? <laughs> look at look at what he's done with this young team. Look at what he's done from the time he's been there. You know, he's 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 changed the culture of that team ever since they broke up. You know, you know, Zebo, Mark, Marcus Saul, Tony Allen, those guys, Mike Conley. Ever since they broke up that that good that good program they had during that time. You know, once all that, you know, he came in and. You know, he changed the program back around. You know, he, he brought it, he brought the winning culture back to, to Memphis. So I mean, he's definitely should be one of the top three, four coaches in the in the conversation for coach of the year, hands down. Okay, so um I was gonna ask you, can you what is the comparison between um John Moran and Melo Ball? What did you I like? Yeah, the comparison between those two. Uh, to me, I think it's two different games. To be honest, mm -hmm. two different two different players, just two young guys who are going to be the future, the future of the NBA, and who both are very talented and um going to going to be able to lead a team to to a lot of wins and do some special things in this league. But to me, I think it's just two different players for real. Like I don't, they, the only comparison it is they both young and gonna be in this league for a very long time. That's only and, and they they're both yeah. exciting to watch. Oh, definitely that. You know, that's definitely that. But as far as their games, mm -hmm. nah, I think their games are different for sure. Okay, so there. Okay, so since uh you're from South Carolina, mm -hmm. there is a narrative you know going around where people try to compare. John Morant and Zion Williams. I hate that comparisons. <laughs> no, no, it's, 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 how can you compare two guys who play two different positions? You know, you, you can't compare them. One thing you can compare about them that they both from South Carolina. You know, that's really it. You know, they both good friends, and you know, you know that's. Just, I mean, that's that's really it. You know, you it's, it's hard to compare somebody to compare two guys who play two different positions. You know what I'm saying? So. No, but you know, you know, I hope Zion get his get his health together. You know, I think he's gonna be another young guy that's gonna do some special things in his NBA and um, you know, hopefully, you know, have a long career, you know. But other than that, it's it's hard to compare them to. Only thing you compare the same draft, you know, Zion was number one, Ja was number two, you know, and that's really it. Like <laughs> What else can you compare about them to? They both can. They both can touch the top of the backboard. You know, if, that, if that's <laughs> what you want to say, they both can jump out the gym. You know, but um, that's really it, man. There's two guys from South Carolina. You know, who who just showing more and more kids back where we from in these small towns in South Carolina that it's possible. It's still possible for us to make it no matter where we from, no matter where where we grew up at. You know, so that was that was a beauty to see.
So do you think like the small towns um, play a role into how well job fits with Memphis? Since he's from um, a small town and then yeah. he went to Murray State? Yeah, yeah. I think his whole, I think his whole story kind of explains, you know, the where he's at and the cultural and just, you know, everything about Memphis. Like, yeah, it's just, it's a perfect fit. It's just a perfect fit. His grind, his grit, that's, that's Memphis all day. That's Memphis all day. And I don't know, man. Like, it's just like, like I said, just for him to come into the league and just be ready to be ready to play and just learn the game that fast, you know, it's, it's just nothing but amazing. And I think it has a lot to do with the culture and just being in Memphis as well, too. So um, what, what was your favorite game you watched of John this season? Um, I, I really don't have one. I mean, there's so many exciting ones, man. When he finally, when he finally got his his dunk on a, on a seven footer versus San Antonio, I think that same game. I think Steve O threw him a, a full length pass. Mm-hmm. He, probably, he just he did so I, much. He yeah. did so much in that game right there. Man, I'm talking about man the time when you know when um Avon Bradley stole the ball from him at half court and he went down there and, and jumped and hit his head at the top of the backboard and, and and blocked the shot when he tried to lay it up. Like him throwing, going through the air, doing 360 layups, you know, each and every way, you know, just, I mean, it's just so many things I can just, I can just point out in so many different games. I'm like I said, man, every night it's just exciting to see him play. Even when he have off games, it's still exciting to see him play just the things he do on the court. It's just, it's just fun to watch. And then it's just like when you see him on the bench, you know, he's not in, he's still out there coaching. Yeah, coaching, rooting his guys on. He's just a he's just a great it just shows man how this and, and I'm not just saying that just just our grassroots are how we grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we grew up to like respect everybody. We grew up to have love for everybody. We grew up to just like, you know, no matter what, we're gonna I'm gonna cheer my teammate on. Like if coach decide tonight that I can't play, I'm not doing that well, he sits me down, I'm gonna be the first person standing up rooting his own because at the end of the day, like it's all about winning. It's all about winning. Yes, you know, he's the man. He He's the guy that's getting all the love and the publicity on that team. But he's still the first person up when his teammates do something great. Like He's the first person jumping up, being excited, clapping, getting jumping up and down. Like, it's just, it's just beautiful. And that's what you like to see with your team. So do you think, you know, the success the degrees he had uh, this season, do you think it's going to force the networks to get them more national TV games? I think they should. Why wouldn't you? This this is one of the most exciting teams in the NBA. You know, they're young, but they still they still winning. They winning, and they excited. <laughs> I mean, I, every time they play, I want to watch them. And no matter what, even if Jai ain't playing, because they still beating teams and they still exciting to see. You know, they still play good basketball, and that's what I like to see. So yeah, they definitely need to get more national televised game. What What about a Christmas game? Christmas game, I would love to see that. So who who you think they that. should play? Um, I don't know, man. I don't even know who who is their robbery. Like, I mean, they, we got the new team. New Orleans Pelicans, the Golden State Warriors. You know, um, yeah, that Dallas Mavericks. Game. That'd be a good one. Either Dallas or, or Golden State. That would be a, a a good um good Christmas game. That'd be a good Christmas game. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We need to talk to them people at um, you know, one of them <laughs> networks to to yeah, get them on on there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah they. And people on networks, they about they about their money. You know, that's 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 the most unfortunate part of it. 
So, you know, automatically there's going to be certain teams in there, no matter what their record are, no matter how good they are, no matter what the situation is that season, they're going to be in a, in a Christmas game, and that's just what it is. Come on, fam. We tired of seeing the Lakers lose on national TV every night. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on talking to me. It was fun. Um, tell, tell us about uh, the podcast you're on um, Talking about the Hornets. Yeah, man, it's just um, a new, a new, um, a new venture that I'm I'm trying out with um, with my with my main man Sam being the um being the main host. Um, he does a great job, make it make it so easy for me, and um, it's been fun. It's been fun. I love to talk about basketball. I love I love to give positive output about basketball and about players because there's just so many people out here that talks negative about players and don't really know the game at all haven't played nowhere has no type of basketball credentials at all and that really eats at me that you know these guys can come out here and say what they want say anything negative about people and just have these national tv shows making all this money talking about something that they really don't know nothing about you know that kind of irks me and makes it makes me mad so uh, I'm, I'm i'm glad to be a part of something that's positive talking about these young players and these and these guys that um that that do what I used to do, and, you know, and I really have a passion about it. I know I'm I'm gonna be honest about everything that I talk about, you know what I'm saying? But I'm never the one that's gonna bash anybody because I used to be on the other side of that, you know, and I and I, I can't stand to see it sometimes. Well, all right, I appreciate you talking to me. You can come back anytime because I really enjoy talking to you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. All right, thank you. I'll thank talk you, to you, you soon. All right. Okay. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.